Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Buckle up, strap yourself in, and get ready. Welcome to The Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. I, uh, I really loved Rush Limbaugh's assessment of the Donald Trump news conference. He wrote, it's like a, a guy with a, a laser pointer and a cat. And the media is the cat. And Trump's the guy with a laser pointer. And everywhere he points, the cat runs madly off in that direction. And that's the way that news conference went. The uh, folks on the left are suggesting that it was chaotic. Donald Trump knows exactly what he's doing. And he's playing the media the way they've never been played before. And they don't like it. And I find this very interesting, and I tweeted it earlier today at the Roy Green Show. And we'll be speaking with Fran Coombs, the managing editor of Rasmussen Reports, Rasmussen Polling in the United States in the next hour. About all the goings on with Donald Trump, of course, on Monday, Justin uh, or Joe Trudeau met with him. And um, so today comes the Rasmussen poll number. 45% of Americans say the country is headed in the right direction, 45%. Now, before you get too excited, if you're on the left, that compares to 30% a year ago, and it's higher than any week during Barack Obama's entire eight-year presidency. All right, 45% of Americans believe the United States is headed in the right direction, Last year at this time, with Barack Obama in the White House, it was 30%. And the 45% of Donald Trump last week is higher than any single week during the eight years of Barack Obama's occupation of the White House. There you go. We have a lot coming up on the show today. Uh, we will be speaking with Fran Coombs, and we will be speaking with you about uh, Donald Trump because it was just about a year ago that we started to first hear the rumblings from you across Canada on the Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. Rumblings of support for the Manhattan billionaire. There was this energy that I heard from in callers' voices. There was this um, excitement that I hadn't heard. And it grew, and it grew, and it grew. And whenever I took a run at Trump for something that I thought would derail him, like his attack on John McCain, everybody on the phones was all over me. And by July, even before July, but by July, I was able to say on the air that there is no possible way that Donald Trump is going to lose the election on November the 8th. And it was you and your calls and your enthusiasm that persuaded me that that was going to happen. So we'll talk about uh, Donald Trump today vis-a-vis a year ago, and we'll find out what level of support there is among all of our callers for Trump a year after this uh, enthusiasm was first transmitted through these headsets that I'm wearing. 
We'll speak as well with the former commanding officer of Canada's Joint Task Force 2, the National Counterterrorism Military Unit, our Special Forces Unit. Lieutenant Colonel Steve Day, just uh, recently retired, will be with us, and we'll talk about, find out what Colonel Day thinks about this whole issue of NATO and funding of NATO, with the United States telling Canada and the rest of the NATO membership, you'd better live up to your funding obligations and what you signed in 2014, that a percentage of your gross domestic product will go to funding NATO or your contribution to NATO. And there's uh, also the fact that, this is so distasteful, that through the military, the federal government has removed tax deductions for Canada's soldiers, for the military, Canada's military, Canadian Armed Forces, for the military forces who are deployed in dangerous areas of the world. They, until recently, received a income tax deduction for being in these designated dangerous areas. That's gone. And when Justin Trudeau was asked whether he would restore it, well, the prime minister said his interest is in really in, uh, in looking after the middle class. And as I tweeted earlier today, if the prime minister is interested in the middle class, what class is he in? I know it ain't in the middle. So we'll, uh, we'll speak with uh, Colonel Day. And it'll be Beauties and the Beast, of course. That's just today. Tomorrow we have a, an entirely different and, and very energizing lineup. Not that today isn't. Now, all week we've heard about Islamophobia. And specifically about Motion 103 that uh, was introduced by a liberal member of parliament from uh, Mississauga, Ikra Khalid. And freedom of expression in this country, which is enshrined in the Constitution and is our right, and the only, the only rider as far as freedom of expression is concerned is that the Supreme Court ruled that hate speech is not protected by the freedom of expression uh, constitutional right. So when it comes to Islamophobia, what is it to you? And I read the definition as accepted by a group of Arab nations, and I got this from uh, the Muslim Jewish Dialogue Toronto organization, and Professor David Netkin and uh, Mr. Tariq Khan, the co-chairs of the Dialogue Toronto, uh, will be joining us tomorrow. And they included in a letter that they sent to, um, to the Prime Minister, they included this. Islamophobia, while not defined by M103, has a working definition of which has been adopted by a collection of Arab states. And I quote directly, they determined that any criticism of Islam should be called Islamophobia and should be haram or forbidden and punished by death. I'm just quoting David Nitkin and Tariq Khan, who are quoting a number of Arab states. I have a question for you. Do you feel as though, if you're white, do you feel that you're being freely accused of being a racist. We remember uh, Kathleen Wynne, the Premier of Ontario, when there were questions about whether or not proper vetting was being done for refugee claimants from Syria. Uh, and national polling showed 67% of Canadians weren't comfortable with what the federal government was doing. They weren't assured that the vetting was done being done properly. The Premier of Ontario said, what we can't give in to, I think, is allowing security to mask racism. That's the danger, and that somehow talking about security 
allows us to tap into that racist vein when that isn't who we are. She was immediately challenged by the uh, former premier of British Columbia, who himself is an immigrant to Canada. I'm just looking for his for the uh, quote from Ujjal Desange. But he had essentially said, Premier, are you calling me a racist? And, uh, and, and uh, I believe you have, and that's unfair to uh, Canadians. I'll find the exact quote by Ujjal Desange in, uh, in a minute or two. I've got so much. I've got information overloaded in here right now. So I got to thinking about this, and, and Premier Reardon calling Ontarians really bad actors on GHG emissions while her government is responsible for hundreds of thousands of people in the province not being able to pay their electricity bills and having their power cut off. So we're supposed to be quiet. We're not supposed to challenge the ruling class and the elites. When Justin Trudeau talks about wanting to help the middle class, what I hear is a man assigning himself membership in the upper ruling class. And when I hear Wynne and uh, even Quebec Premier Couillard accuse Canadians who simply question whether the federal government is properly vetting refugee claimants from a Middle East war zone, I hear a self-important school trustee who found herself in the premier's office berating and insulting the people she trolled for votes. And particularly when I hear accusations of racism, I have to ask myself, who is the ruling class accusing of being a racist? And I suspect they're pointing their fingers squarely at white Canadians. As in the advertising for government jobs, some government jobs white males need not apply, or Caucasians need not apply. We've talked about those situations, and why not? These white males, these Caucasians, are Canadians, and when Canadian governments close job competitions to these white Canadians, who's the racist? So this week, Parliament heard the private member's motion of Ikra Khalid, the Liberal MP for Mississauga Arendale, M103, which condemns Islamophobia and will call on Parliament to develop a national strategy to oppose it. So what is Islamophobia and, and are you one? And again, quoting the uh, Muslim-Jewish Dialogue Toronto, Professor David Nitkin and Mr. Tariq Khan, uh, they say that uh, a collection of Arab states have adopted this working definition of Islamophobia. They determined that any criticism of Islam should be called Islamophobia and should be forbidden and punished by death. No one's suggesting that Ikra Khan is wants that to be M103. But it would have helped if she had provided a definition with her motion. The Liberals and the NDP support M103, and the Conservative Party offer an amended version which I read and which seemed to me to be twisted like a pretzel in its own political correctness. And if you're wondering if I'm stepping over any lines constitutionally or according to the Charter, no, I'm not, because freedom of expression is enshrined in our Constitution, with one exception I pointed that out earlier. If anyone believes that I'm practicing hate speech here, then please buy a dictionary. And here's my question to you at 1-800-263-2428. 1-800-263-2428. Are you a racist? Are you a xenophobe? Or are you tired of being labeled by politicians with an agenda? In the next 90 seconds, evaluate yourself, please, and your beliefs and feelings and answer the question, are you a racist? Are you anti-Muslim? Are you a white supremacist? Or are the politicians who accuse you of being racist, even if they do so slyly, are the politicians who accuse you of being racist if you question the vetting of refugee claimants from the Middle East, are the politicians, in fact, the racists? 
1-800-263-2428. Who's got the guts to take this one on? Who's got the guts to take this one on? Are you a racist? Are you a xenophobe? Or are you tired of being labeled by politicians with an agenda? 1-800-263-2428. I know I'm straddling the line. That's where I live. We'll come right back. <laughs> 